Hey, good morning, everybody. Hello, hello. Welcome back to another Wealth Coffee Chat, or Jason, welcome back anyway. Uh, had a little bit of time off, folks. Hope you're all well. Was uh, was nice to uh, take a little break. Uh, well needed, middle of the year. Take a little rest and then uh, get back to it. Morning to you. Good morning, James. A few of the regulars here, which is awesome. Morning, James. Someone behind the veil, Facebook user in the Facebook groups. Good morning, whoever that is. Jeff, good day, mate. Howdy. Good to see you, buddy. And uh, hey, Courtney, there you go. <laughs> oh, that's fantastic, Courtney. Well done. <laughs> uh, awesome. I'll do the quick warm-ups while things are going on. A few little technical difficulties this morning. Haven't done it for a week and now, you know, bits and pieces, bugs in the machine, trying to uh, get things back on track. But, uh, you know, we shall forge forward. Good morning, Aaron, Adrian. Fantastic to have you here. Thanks for joining. If you don't already know, most of you do. But if you're new, if you're wandering along and you've accidentally found us somehow you're, or you've joined our mentoring and coaching program, we usually have a fair few people joining every month. Well, welcome. Jason Witten's my name. Welcome along to the Wealth Coffee Chats. What do we do around here? Well, each morning we try and get together around about 10 past 8. If I can get the uh, the the technology to, uh, to behave itself, we usually start about 10 past 8. And uh, what do we get up to when we have this wealth coffee chat? Well, both you and I know that the media doesn't mind uh, talking a bit of rubbish, a bit of bullshit about things, half-truths or exaggerations, especially when it comes to real estate. Um, Everyone has an opinion and not many of them are worth listening to, let me tell you, folks. So we try and make a bit of sense of that. Let's Let's be honest. Let's be frank. Many people will tell you how to be, uh, uh, how to do things when they've never done it themselves, uh, or not are not wealthy from doing it. So many people listen to the media, accountants, finance brokers, you know, friends, family. Oh, you know, don't do this property investing thing. You know, it doesn't work. Somebody ripped you off. You know, a real estate agent always confounds me that you know you'd you'd listen to a real estate agent about your wealth when you wouldn't listen to you know, a coach or mentor. I've had coaches or mentors all my life from the age of 19, actually even earlier with my sport. Uh, And I think really at the end of the day, you've got to be careful to who you listen to, who you listen to. Well, a little moment there um, as we're going along. So that's what we get up to, folks. We try and make some sense of what's going on in the world of investing. Matter of fact, uh, in the world of media when it comes to property. And, uh, you know, we try and get on with it. As we uh, know, there's a couple of sayings around here. If you're new, well, say hello. Two things you got to remember. This thing's a marathon, not a sprint. It is a. It takes time to build a property portfolio properly, residential, uh, buy and hold. Simple way of saying that is buy well, do not sell. Buy a good property and keep it, folks. That's the point. You would think that that would be pretty straightforward and simple. Uh, unfortunately, sadly, it's not. Sadly, it's not. And uh, I've spent my last 20-plus years coaching property investors to buy their damn properties and keep them. Now, uh, it's certainly way harder than it sounds. It's uh, I've had a few challenges along the way, and I've had to sell a couple of properties and then start again. 
Uh, self-inflicted, by the way. Um, one or two stories one day, I can tell you, when we've got a bit more time. But uh, that's the drill. That's the drill. Buy good properties. Keep them for as long as you can. Make sure you take care of things at home with your finances in your budget, and those properties will take care of themselves if you look after them. Anyway, let's talk about something that's going on. Who remembers? Who remembers? Who remembers? The mortgage cliff. Who remembers the mortgage cliff? The mortgage cliff is coming. Mortgage cliff is coming. The world's going to end. It's over. Look at all these people coming off a fixed rate. Well, folks, uh, we're pretty well in smack bang in the middle of this mortgage cliff thing, and uh, the world's not ending. Oh, yeah, funny that. Funny that. Who remembers it? Who remembers some of the uh, the dramatic headlines? Anyone Anyone? Anyone got any uh, funny remembrances? Yep. You know, you know. at the end of the day, the media aren't here to help you get wealthy or rich, folks. They're here to uh, sell newspapers or get your attention so they can sell advertising, really, at the end of the day, um, uh, but along the way. So let's dive into today's chat about the mortgage cliff. What's going on? Where are we right now when it comes to the world is ending, everybody's going to roll over and, uh, you know, have a problem? Well, that's not that's not happening at all. It's, uh, it's, matter of fact, the opposite right now. But let's have a look at some of the info, some of the data. Now, um, shout out to Tim Boyle. He's uh, a good buddy of mine. And he's always got great graphs. I uh, don't know where he gets them from, but I get them from him sometimes and uh, plenty to talk about here. We're right in the middle of a large um, time where it comes to people uh, coming off of fixed interest rates. Uh, some people fix their interest rates quite low. Well done. Um, put put it in the chat. Tell me, folks, in the chat, what was your best fixed interest rate if you've uh, if you fixed an interest rate in the last few years? Because I know, I know there's a few people out there was you know sub two percent. You know, in the in the late one percent. Tell me what you tell me if or what you what you got. Um, and uh, I'm quite jealous of that. I didn't get a chance to. Uh, 2.99, perfect, Courtney, 1.89, wow, <laughs> that's so good, so good, free money, folks, you know, do you guys realise that that was free money in comparison to inflation, the cost, you, you, you were actually getting paid to get a loan, let that sink in, let that sink in, 2.89, due to expire next year, 2.85, still on it, well done, folks, that is brilliant, brilliant, now, now, it doesn't take uh, Einstein or uh, a mathematical genius to work out when you come off of 1.89 and you go to 6 or 7, things might be a bit hairy, right? Um, thankfully, if you're an investor, in the meantime, you should be putting your rents up now, folks. And if you're still on <clears throat> 2 or 3%, you will be positive cash flow, especially if your rents are up. What are you doing with your money? <clears throat> Excuse me. What are you doing with that extra cash flow? You're putting it in your offset account, folks. You're squirreling it away for the future to cover some costs because there'll be a balance out. And don't be spending that now. Don't be going on holidays or buying a damn jet ski or a camping trailer or a caravan because that's not your money. That's your property's money. Anyway, <laughs> a bit ranty today. All built up. What's going on? Fixed loan expiry over the next little bit. Has the world ended? Well, no, it hasn't, all right? Interestingly enough, <coughs> there's some data from uh, data from RP Data. RP Data's not bad. I don't mind RP Data. You've got to just cross-check them a bit. They, they do a little bit of uh, funky stuff. 
But the, you know, their decade average and what they're saying here, you know, is based on monthly new listings inferred. Now, inferred, that's like a best guess, you know. So best guess, and, and why do they say best guess? Because they cross-reference it as a rental. Like it's being sold to rent, not to, you know, owner-occupiers with a rental in play or whatever it might be. Anyway, the idea that um, the number of listings has gone up in uh, which is inferred as investors selling their properties, okay? Investors sell. And then, you know, media got hold of this. Oh, you know, the uh, decade highs. It's the highest it's been for a long time or whatever it might be, probably back here in COVID as well, the media and also, you know, um, other commentators would like you to to think and feel that, that that's a problem, that's a disaster. But what's really going on? Let's check out the facts, you know, in – uh, just because a percentage, just because a percentage of listings are high, doesn't mean that overall the the, the full number. Um, yeah, well that's true, Alison. You're dead right. <laughs> You're dead right. You, you took the words right out of my mouth. A lot of investors are going. You know, I bought a rubbish property. Anyway, th- those people who are selling those investments. Uh, sometimes quite often a good time Charlie's and or upgrading. Alison's right because for many of us, if we had a property we knew we should have gotten rid of um, or we should, knew we should should never have bought in the first place, maybe not a bad time to uh, ditch it and get a better one, all right? But what's really happening here, folks, have a look at the actual housing supply on the market, on the market, right? And if you look at um, at the market, in months supply, and it doesn't matter which way you slice or dice this thing, if you go and have a look on um, if you go and have a look on SQM research, you go and have a look uh, on realestate.com, the the number of properties and the months of supply versus demand is still out of whack, right? The the, the properties available, there's not enough for people to buy. And more importantly, not enough good quality things for people to buy. Often, those properties are a little bit uh, average. The combined capital cities, 1.6 months worth of supply. Right, 1.6 months worth of supply, that is not a lot. Usually, that tracks at three to four months, maybe even higher. Um, and um, for all of us, depending on where you're shopping, you know, you might be in places like Brisbane and Perth. That's very competitive, you know. Um, you know, Sydney's in the middle. Even at sort of two months, Melbourne is still not uh, still not oversupplied in any way, shape, or form when it comes to the number of listings available out there in the marketplace. Still well below five-year average gaps, uh, you know, narrowing a little bit for us. But really, at the end of the day, what does that mean to us as property investors? Um, you know, is anything happening that we need to pay attention to is really the conversation. Yes, Mortgage Cliff is is in the middle of whatever. I don't, I don't know. I wouldn't call it a mortgage cliff. I'll call it a mortgage reset. Is there a problem? Are people selling all over the place, going broke, living in the streets? The answer is no, right? The media wanted us to feel and think that, you know, which was rubbish. Um, what's really going on? Well, the supply is still low. Um, the buyers are out there. And uh, right now we're buoyed, you know, the market's, bit excited because it's had a bit of a pause in interest rates and uh, buyers are certainly keeping up with the pace of the supply 
um, of maybe a few more properties on the market, right? There's a rise in bias because what happens, you know, do, do the people who want to buy and own a property just disappear? You go, okay, there was, let's say there was a 1,000 people one week and then, you know, something changes like interest rates go up. Do they disappear? They go, that's it. We're never going to buy again. No, they wait, they sit, you know, they go, okay, well, maybe we'll, we'll chill out for a moment. There's still buyers in the market ready to come back out and it's going to, uh, it's going to continue to keep the supply in check or the demand is going to be more than supply for the moment anyway, folks, as we look. So let's have a bit of a look at what's going on. Um, is this mortgage cliff causing any grief anywhere? Well, no. Vacancy rates are still extremely low. Have a check out this. I read this article on the weekend. Uh, in many places in New South Wales, these are the top 10 areas where rental premiums, someone's asking, let's say $1,000 a week in Hunters Hill, and people are offering 20% more, 20% more, um, you know, as we, as we go along. Now, this is quite good um, to see that in many places, especially, you know, places in high demand with lots of, uh, oh, well, limited supply and lots of demand, you know, prices are still going up more than the, the asking price for rent as we go along. So for me, for you, there's nothing in these stats to be concerned about. What's really happening, folks, is a lot of people are refinancing. All right, refinancing across the country is underway. Who's making money out of refinancing, folks? Who's getting wealthy out of this uh, is fixed interest rates and then refinances? Who makes the dough? Put it in the chat for me. Who's booking, who's posting billion-dollar profits right now and loving, loving it? Who's doing it? All right, the banks. The banks are getting wealthy. And uh, you know what? At the end of the day, Australia has a pretty stable banking system. We're in the top, we're in the top three uh, banking systems in the world when it comes to stability. So I suppose we should be grateful for that. At the end of the day, I think they, uh, they need a little bit of keeping an eye on. That is for sure. So... Banks, they certainly are making plenty of dough. Um, what's really going on is are people, the smart ones, are refinancing. They're putting their rents up, folks. You put your rents up, uh, lock in those rent rises as soon as you can uh, and uh, take care of that coming change in your, uh, in your loan payments. If you're on a 2 or 3% interest rate now, you should be squirreling every cent away, okay? And that property should be covering its own cost. And if it's not, then reach out to your coach and your mentors and get that sorted. Um, and uh, certainly with you as the investor, you know, cash back or getting your tax back against that property, if it's a newer property as well, that'll help a lot too. So, you know, people are refinancing. But here's the drill. Here's what's really uh, lining up right now, team. And it's something we're going to sort of cover tonight at mentoring, actually. So make sure you get yourself registered for tonight's mentoring. You know, the the interest rate has interest rate rises have paused for the moment. There may be one or two small ones before the end of the year, but that will be very 
It'll be irrelevant in the scheme of things, not irrelevant completely, but irrelevant in the scheme of things in comparison, you know, another, you know, 0.01 or a 0.2 rise in comparison to 12 rises in a row will be irrelevant uh, to the, the cost of things, all right? We're, we're, we're done. We're here, folks. Most uh, economists, most smart people, anyone with half a brain uh, is seeing the info and going, yep, here's where we are. We've reached the top of it. The world hasn't ended, by the way, and it's not going to. Uh, and uh, what's in the future? Well, most of you guys know that there is limited supply in the future. There's rising rents. And what comes after? What, ha- what happens, folks? What's going to happen when interest rates go down a smidgen and there's low supply and large population increases in Australia? Tell me, what's going to happen? It's on the board. It's on the screen right now. What what are we in for over the next two to five years when it comes to the world of property, property investing? All right, tell me. Because for me, for you right now, um, we are ready to do the next bit in the cycle, right? We've had our, we've had our little quick trip around the property clock. Um, things have been reset for six to nine months. And... Uh, We've laid the scene, laid the stage for the next cycle, the next cycle, folks. And you can see here, you know, there's a pretty significant forecast across a few of a few sources showing, hey, listen, we've got capital growth across most of the major capital cities. You know, lock yourself in, folks. Melbourne, Perth, Sydney, Brisbane, Adelaide. And why? Because all of these uh, facts, all of these numbers, all of things are lining up to make this a reality. And tonight, make sure you come along to mentoring tonight because tonight uh, Sam's going to show you some things about the new world of uh, construction and the old world of construction and this opportunity, this gap of opportunity that uh, is around for a few investors who are ready to roll at this moment in time. So there you go, folks. Anyway, back at it for Wealth Coffee Chats. That's it this morning. Uh, Is the mortgage cliff ending the world? The answer is no. We all knew this, didn't we? We all knew this. this, We've talked about this for ages. Um, Those who can't afford it will sell. That is, And it's a shame that that, uh, you might be in that position um, if you really desire to be a property investor. I know people now, like, and this is, this is, you know, some people get cranky when I say this, but I know people now, I know young investors now who've sold their cars, moved back with their parents to keep their investment properties. That's the sort of commitment that sometimes you have to do, right? It's not all hot air and it's not all roses and, and caviar and champagne and lollipops. I don't even know if that's the way to say it, but, you know, sometimes when uh, when you want, an outcome, you've got to be prepared to go the distance. And sometimes it's easier and sometimes it's harder. And I've done it. I've lived with friends. I've lived with family. We've, we've skimped. I've sold my cars to get the outcome. Anyway, done today. Coffee chat's done. Folks, back at it. Join me tomorrow. We'll do it again if you're up for it. Let's get back on uh, the Wealth Coffee bandwagon. Um Come and hang out tomorrow if you want, around about 10 past eight. We'll do that again. 
Uh, always leave me a, a comment in the chat if you if you want me to sort of cover anything or, or talk about a subject. Always happy to do that, folks. Great to uh, great to have some feedback about what's on your mind. But uh, until then, ladies and gents, yeah, I'm trying to get Fenton back on the wagon for Wealth, Wine and Wisdom. We're lining him up, folks. And yes is the answer. We're going to be back with Wealth, Wine and Wisdom as well. So there you go. He's just back from Poland, actually. All right, folks. Well, that's about it, I reckon, for today. You guys be good, be well. Remember, this thing's marathon, not a sprint, takes time. Buy good property and keep it. Buy well, don't sell. (laughs) All right, that's it. Adios. Bye. Bye.